Welcome to Towards Leadership from Leadership Letters. I'm Lizzie Bentley-Bowers. This podcast is a place for leaders at every level. Leaders working towards their first leadership role, their fifth, their 20th. Leaders who are embedding into their dream role or preparing for the next. Wherever you are in leadership, this is a place of community, of questioning, of challenge, of resource and support for you as leaders who are willing to go towards all that leadership asks of you. The resources we share are ones we believe will be useful to you at any stage and are ones you can use and adapt in the ways that are most useful to you. An effective, curious, compassionate, decisive, resilient leader is able to serve the needs of their organisation, their community, themselves and indeed the wider world in a way that's about thriving and about sustainability, both in that individual energy sense and a global sense. It's leaders that are equipped to go towards anything and everything their world of work presents to them that will contribute to better, happier, sustainable and empowered workplaces. And it's our mission to help you do that. Our sister podcast, Leadership Letters, will continue to be a place where we'll be in conversation with leaders, offering you food for thought, inspiration and thinking through their insights and experiences, their reassurances and their challenges. And our guests will, of course, also continue to share their leadership letter and spark more leadership conversation based on what they've written and who they've written to. And I'm passionate about the fact that hearing those insights, inspiration, approaches, experience is an important and rich resource. And equally passionate that in sharing those ideas, it's important to equip you, if you need it, with a sense of how to do those things, some ways to get there. So Towards Leadership is where we'll chew over some of what we've heard in Leadership Letters in a bit more detail and where you'll find resources in our read, watch and listen to sections, as well as more tools, techniques, reflective exercises and thinking to support and challenge you as a leader. Whether you've been in the C-suite for many years or you're just starting out on your career with an eye on your future as a leader, this is the place for you. This is the Towards Leadership podcast. Over on our sister podcast, Leadership Letters, this month, Tanya Mawaha was talking, amongst many other things, about how leaders create the conditions for their new colleagues to thrive and about the importance of listening. But not at once did she make me feel like she wasn't listening to me and truly taking in and reflecting what I was saying. Some people listen to just take it in, but some people listen to reflect on it and then answer. And that feels like a great place to be starting a podcast about leadership resource with that deceptively simple and hugely valuable resource of listening. Thinking about this reminded me of something that I wrote back in 2019 after a client whose permission I have to share this was reflecting on the proportion of time they'd spent in recent meetings, paying more attention to the voices in their own heads than the voices of their colleagues. The words they used when they paused to recognise and reflect on this were, this isn't pretty. So we looked at the cost of paying more attention to the voices in their own head rather than fully paying attention to the person in front of them. Those costs ranged from their colleagues' perception of them as a leader to colleagues' perception of their own value when they weren't being paid attention to, to the time that was later taken on repetition and clarification, to the quality of decision-making or lack of decisions, many, many more things that were the cost of that lack of attention. And I'm sure you can add your own thoughts on what those consequences would be too. And having listened to Tanya, there would be many missed opportunities there 
to understand your colleagues' lived experiences and the impact the work and environment you lead is having on someone. So what takes us there? What is it that contributes to that lack of focus in a meeting or conversation? Because we don't intend to do it. We intend to listen. So what gets in the way? We made a bit of a list. Again, please do add your own. But here are some contributing factors to not paying full attention. Tiredness would be one. Lack of clarity on the purpose of the meeting would be another. Lack of clarity on your role in the meeting. Then there are the voices that are talking to you in your head about other pressing matters at work or other pressing matters outside work. That moment when, and now these are on our wrists with the accompanying buzz, the text appears about your son forgetting his trainers or something that your mother needs or a friend needs. What else gets in the way? Assumptions. There's a whole list of assumptions that could be impacting the quality of attention we're paying. There might be some irritation at someone else in the room. There might be some irritation carried over from someone you spoke with before you came into the room. There might be some worry about the meeting you have to go after this one. You might be hungry. There might be a load of things on your to-do list. Another distraction might be formulating the best way to say the next thing you want to say and waiting for the chance to say it. And that voice being the loudest one in your head. Or maybe it's as simple as the email notifications flashing up on the screen. All of these things are contributing to voices in our heads that are distractions from the voice we most want to pay attention to. And we can be kind to ourselves about this. We're human. We all do it. The question is, how often? And is it too often? And the next question is, having realised you need to return your attention to the room, how do you do that? So noticing and knowing that you need to focus can become in itself another distraction, another voice telling you that you need to focus. Some of these voices in your head can be loud, they can be persistent, they're very real, they're very important. And still, we come back to the impact they're having when they take some of the attention you're in theory giving to someone else away from them. So having done the work of understanding what it is that's distracting you, which is probably much of the work, how then do you tune back into the room, truly listen again? Here are some ways that you can do that, some options both in the moment and in preparation. So let's look at in the moment. Those moments when we become conscious of the voices in our head and that we're paying more attention to them and we know we need to do something different, here are some things we can do. The first is to breathe out. Controlling your out-breath will help you control your state, it will help you quieten those stress voices and will help you turn your attention to other people. The next thing you can do is listen to repeat back. So if you tell yourself that your listening goal is to focus intently enough on what you're hearing that you'd be able to repeat it back, that will immediately take you to a place of a more intense focus on the person who is speaking. Listening to repeat or summarise means that you're requesting something of yourself that's going to increase your focus. And then there's listening for what's not being said. So asking yourself to listen closely enough to hear themes or subtexts or hints or feelings. In the book we'll talk about later, Susan Scott says, we may succeed in hearing every word, yet miss the message altogether. So when we challenge ourselves to listen for what's not being said, again, we will take ourselves to a different quality of listening. It can be really useful to remind yourself of the purpose of the meeting or conversation and your role in it. What should you be listening for? Reminding yourself of that and listening for it is another great way back in. 
And one other possible thing to do is to be truthful, be curious, be curious with yourself, potentially with other people in the room about what is causing you to be distracted and whether there's something useful in that. It could be that there's something you're telling yourself about the need for a break that would benefit others. It could be that to reveal you've collectively drifted away from the purpose of the meeting will bring you all back to a place of more focused attention. Maybe you didn't even have a clear enough purpose for the meeting in the first place that's being revealed by this distraction. So there's something about what the useful messages are of distraction, that there could be some issues in how you work together and talk to each other that need to be addressed before you even get to the content. Sometimes rather than fighting the distraction, asking what it's trying to tell you and how it could be useful to you is a great way to get a gift from it rather than have it getting in your way. So let's look now at some things you can do to prepare to be more focused, to listen more attentively in the moment and increase the chances that you are present, connected to the person that you're listening to. One is to do more of what we've just been describing in terms of practicing bringing yourself back. So if you're listening to a podcast, for example, choose to move from that passive listening where you're paying attention to other voices in your head to active listening, where you're listening with that intention to repeat or listening for subtext and unspoken things. Listen for what you think is being said or thought in the pauses. Listen to the podcast to formulate questions that further your understanding of what you're hearing rather than a question that you've been holding for the last five minutes. So using those moments when we're outside the workplace to practice some of that interaction between active and passive listening that we want more access to in the workplace can be really useful. Other things we can do, there's that simple act of noting down potential distractions before we go into a conversation. If you know there are some things on your mind or you can hear those voices, popping them on a piece of paper, leaving yourself a voice note and literally putting them somewhere to pick up again later can be a great help. Then there's minimising distractions. Again, I know we all know these things, but how often do we actually do them in a way that's useful to us? Turning off the notifications, dealing with that emotional niggle from how you left the house this morning by sending a message, eating something, drinking some water, taking responsibility for that energy that we're bringing to our capacity to listen. Other things we can do to prepare, be clear on the purpose of the meeting, be clear on your role in it. Set a listening intention in relation to your role. To be most useful to others in this meeting, what should I be listening for? And what can I ask others to listen for? And my last recommendation is one that I find difficult and useful. And that's to practice listening as attentively to people I disagree with as people that I don't. So I find political programming on the radio or the television a really great resource for this. It's pretty easy to listen dismissively and from a place of being right to someone that you disagree with. It's really easy to slip into paying much more attention to the voices in my own head than the voice of the person who's speaking when it's somebody that I disagree with. Much harder to then pay close, curious attention to them. So practicing at moving between those listening skills of preparing what I want to say whilst giving somebody my attention can be really useful to do outside the workplace so that we can bring it in. And if we can get better at listening to the people that we don't agree with, as well as those that we do, not only are we going to be improving our communication and our ability to gain useful insights, we might find 
some more useful common ground from those we don't agree with that increases the chances we can move forward together. Having taken a deep dive into listening, let's move on to some read, watch and listen to resources. This is where we recommend resources for you as leaders to take a dive into some sources of inspiration, thinking, reflection and indeed action. And we'd always love to hear your suggestions for this section, by the way. So do get in touch if you have any recommendations that relate either to today's themes or any other resources that you find valuable as a leader. So let's start with a to read recommendation and I'm sticking with this theme of listening and conversations. I've got so many recommendations on this and I'm sure as we go on with the Towards Leadership podcast, they'll all get an airing. So I have chosen one. And to begin, I'm going to return to a book that's not only a great resource in terms of reflecting on conversations, but it's the book that more than any other planted the seed of Towards Leadership many years ago. It's Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. She's not talking about fierce in terms of frightening, but fierce in terms of courageous. Going towards the things that are difficult to say, whether it's praise or criticism that you find difficult. It's a book about how what we don't say gets in our way. My supervisor once reflected back to me that when I go towards the things I'm ruminating on in a way that isn't moving anywhere or to any kind of action and is circular and going round and round and round, when I move towards those thoughts, good things tend to happen. They're not always comfortable, but ultimately they're good. And she was right. And I realised that whilst I was doing that already, I could do it more. And I've lived and worked by that ever since. And Fierce Conversations was a hugely valuable resource to me in doing so. It's often difficult. It's always worth it in my experience. And a reminder on this is that sometimes the action you take is how you choose to think rather than saying or doing something. And taking action on how you choose to think is still action. So a to watch recommendation, more listening here. This is a TEDx London Business School talk by Melissa Rayner from 2015. It's called How to Listen Like a Musician and connecting with some of the things we talked about earlier around ways to actively listen. This talk gives so many interesting insights and reminders, not only into the impact of listening to others on them, but the impact that paying close attention to something has on us as the listeners. So there's that practice of listening that could perhaps even be a form of meditation, concentration, connection, paying close attention in a way that filters out all the other noise in our heads. But she also talks about how when we pay close attention and separate out sounds and listen to what they're telling us about our environment, that's a great exercise for us as a way of paying close attention and to get into better habits of paying close attention. So as I was listening to this talk, it took me to a whole heap of metaphorical questions too. If you separate out the sounds your business and its stakeholders are making or your team is making, including the things that they're saying out of your earshot, as well as the things they say to you, there will no doubt be some really useful insights in separating those out. It's like the score of a, a conductor, what's actually happening on each different line of those pieces of music. And I was taken as I was listening to this talk with the whole idea of theme music as well. So if a film were being made of your working life for your organisation right now, what would the music in the background be? And what's that telling you? And what do you want it to be? And what's that telling you? In the talk, we hear about 
tone, pace, style, mood, melody, harmony, major and minor key. And it got me thinking so much about the music that might have been playing in my head when different colleagues or leaders approached me when I was working in schools and how that influenced the way that I interacted with them and how if I'd chosen different music, metaphorically or literally, how that might have impacted those relationships. It also got me thinking about how we could use music in our heads to impact our presence, to impact our confidence, to impact our sense of who we are in relation to the people around us. And I love the moment towards the end of the talk when she talks about how only one note being different in a chord can make a huge difference to the mood. And that got me thinking about what's the one note that if it changed would make a difference? You'll have your own version of these questions and I encourage you to watch this talk and have a play not only with what it's literally telling you about listening, but the metaphors and the musical metaphors in there that might give you some insights from a different source. So finally then, a to listen to recommendation, a personal one, this one. So over the past two years, I've been working towards a postgraduate degree in positive psychology and coaching psychology. And in doing that, there were some things I found really hard. Some things that I found hard when I was studying 30 years ago that I thought would be different now that I was older, but were very much still there. I began to recognise through my children's neurodiversity diagnosis, filling in a lot of forms and reading and listening to a lot of material on neurodiversity whilst having a parallel experience of being back at university, that there might be something going on for me too. So the letters I didn't expect to get after my name as a result of returning to study were ADHD. And here they are. I've been diagnosed. I'm claiming them. I'm learning about them and I'm working with them. So there's a whole heap to dive into, definitely worthy of its own episode, and that will be coming, because there's a lot more to talk about from the perspective both of neurodivergent leadership and leading a neurodivergent team or organisation, which I guarantee you all are. But for now, here's a great resource for learning more about either your neurodivergent colleagues or maybe even yourself. Some great podcasts out there about ADHD. The ADHD Adults podcast is a good one. And the one I've been listening to a lot most recently is called Is It My ADHD by Grace Timothy. So I'd highly recommend that. And I look forward to sharing more on this and on many other aspects of inclusion for you as leaders, as we continue to look and work together at how we can resource you and those you lead to thrive at work. So that's it for this episode of Towards Leadership. This podcast is going to be growing into a broader offering with its own home on the web and we'll keep you posted about that as we go. And in the meantime, you can get hold of the Leadership Letter that's the written equivalent of this podcast by subscribing to Leadership Letters at thecausewaycoaching.com where you'll still find a whole load more resources for you as leaders too. So thanks for joining us and I look forward to seeing you next month to spend more time diving into all things leadership. This is the Towards Leadership podcast from Leadership Letters. See you soon.